of inspiration with your host and teacher, Audley McLean. And now let's hear from Audley. Well, now this is day four in which we have been looking at what I consider God's peculiar people. Well, not what I consider, what the scriptures say are God's peculiar people, described by Peter as a holy nation, a royal priesthood, living in a world what Paul calls ambassadors for Jesus Christ, or we're further described as strangers and foreigners in the world. The same group of people to whom Jesus pointed and said he would build his church. And the earliest major representatives of this new thing, I'm thinking of people like Peter, James, John, Silas, Mark, Timothy, and later Saul of Tarsus, who became Paul. They didn't get embraced by the political establishment. They weren't part of the political machine. They were outsider in whatever community they went to represent the Lord Jesus. And that seems to have been by the Holy Spirit's design, because the church is a thing apart from the world. The Word of God says we're in the world, but not of the world. And that seemed to have been pretty well the case at the beginning, if you look at the history of these people whose names I've just mentioned, and ask yourself, how did they wind up? Read in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, you get some idea of what happened to the saints of old and what was happening to the new followers of the way, the people who have identified themselves with the Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ who was crucified, the one who the Romans rejected and who the religious aristocracy put up to be put to death. They too followed in the pathway that Jesus did. They were living out what the Lord Jesus promised. He says, if any man, any woman, any child, any boy come after me, let that person take up the cross and follow me. In the world, he said, you're going to have tribulation. And wherever and whenever the church tried to get cozy with the state, the earliest groups of those were the Armenians and Ethiopians and the Roman church, each watered down the essential message of sinners saved by grace. Today, in the world in which we live, it hasn't changed. So, my friend, if you want to nationalize the Christian message, then you'll be doing what the Israelites did, upon which God frowned and for which he, en- he-, he entered judgment against them. So some of what I'm saying today, the church of today, a good big section of the church of Jesus Christ, is in for some tough time because God is not pleased with our trying to nationalize our message. The message of Jesus Christ comes between the nation. Those disciples of old were outcasts. They were chased down. They had to hide and meet in homes. Today we are broadly embraced by an establishment that likes some of the things that Christian people stand for, but are still rejectors of the Christ of Calvary. Jesus says, your reward is coming when I come back and get you. Friend, listen to me. You can't use the gospel as a rationale for nationalizing holiness and righteousness. It doesn't come that way. It comes by faith through Jesus who died on the cross to buy us redemption. I want to be heard saying that Jesus calls us to come out from the crowd and be separate. You can't Christianize America. We talk about going back to our Christian roots. 
Yes, I believe there are times when the, some godly men were involved in some of the leadership. But my friend, I think we've missed the boat. We must stand up apart from the world and let it be known that we belong to Jesus Christ. He's our only Lord and his message impacts all people everywhere the same way. God help you to be a true follower and an executor of the message that Jesus left us to preach. Amen. I've wandered far away from God Now I'm coming home Words of Inspiration with Audley McLean is a ministry of Harvest International. You may write to Audley at Harvest International Post Office Box 6690, Ocala, Florida, 34478.